It is Monday, July 11th, 2022. This is another edition of Baseball Today presented to you by our friends over at Shady Rays. Not only the best looking shades in the entire business, but they come with a money back guarantee in the first 30 days. And if you inevitably lose them or break them, they will replace them. That is my man, Joe's McFly, replacing Trevor Plouffe, who's off on a fishing expedition with his brothers today. We also have producer Robin intern Alden along the way. Joe's my man. It is good to see you. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, Yanks are good. Not a not a good last two games in Fenway, but Yanks are good. Uh, wish I was fishing though with Trev. I love are, fishing. I want to really. You're a big fisherman. I just I I love it. I feel like there's a calm a calmness to it. So oh. awesome. Well, maybe you two should have gone out uh, on the ocean, and I could have just held the fort down by myself. I, as long as it is one of my least favorite things to do in the world. I hate boats. I don't <laughs> like fishing. I only fish at the aisle in the supermarket. I'll like, I'll take some salmon. I'll have some tuna. That's, that's my fishing. Real quickly, before we start with our questions. Yes. How much fun did you have atop the green monster at Fenway? I had a, I had a blast. I had a blast. You know, my time in Boston, I had a blast. Yankees won both games. It was great. Uh, some good reactions out there. The people were uh, were fun too, and uh, it was a great atmosphere. Um, maybe I shouldn't have left because as soon as I left, they started losing. I don't know. Yeah, you're fine. They're they're fine. How did how, seriously? Very quickly, thirty seconds. How did the tr- people treat you? Actually, a lot of people knew who I was. So a lot of people knew who I was. Uh, they treated me nice. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of liked a little bit up there because of the stuff that happened with Devers and my reaction. Mm. And I, I feel like a lot of Red Sox fans respect me because mm. I put out um, I put out my uh, my content. I put out good or bad. I mean, the content's all good, but I mean, like a good or bad reactions, whether good things happen for the Yankees or bad things happen. And I'm very genuine about it. So, yes. OK, cool. Love to hear that. Um, let's get to it. We have a pair of eight-game winning streaks out there, including the team whom I'm donning on my my head today. The mm-hmm. Baltimore Orioles, the Seattle Mariners have each won eight straight. M's actually share the final wild card berth in the American League as we speak. O's are just a couple games back. Should both teams go for it at the trade deadline or not? You know, Rosie, it's funny because we talked about this on our earlier episode that I was in here with you. Like way before we're like, oh, you know, I'm like the trade deadline is going to be so different this year because there's that extra wild card mm-hmm. spot. It's going to give people life right now. The or if you're the Orioles, you kind of have to go for it. I mean, to give that invaluable um, experience to your kids and to Rushman and like you kind of have to do that for them, especially them being only two games back. Um, You got to do it. You got to do it. You got to go for it. Well, listen, we know Seattle's already going for it. Like they made one of the first trades that we've seen in Carlos Santana, and he's actually played very well, had a couple of big flies uh, yesterday, has an OPS over 900 with them in about a dozen games or so. So they're going to go for it. We know that Jerry DePoto loves trading. Like I think he gets paid by the transaction. The (laughs) Orioles and uh, Michael Eyes are in a very different situation, right? Yeah. They've got five of the top 94 uh, players in MLB's top 100 uh, as far as prospects go, yes. including a couple of pitchers that, depending on health, 
could be here at some point this year, right? Grayson Rodriguez, DL Hall. Um, they also have the number one pick coming up in the draft next week. So things are feeling good. There is the temptation to want to step on the accelerator right now to say, let's, let's speed up this process a little bit. You cannot destroy what you are trying to build there because ultimately as nice as it would be to, to be the sixth seed and maybe get a series of playoff experience. Fine. I, I'm good with not trading Mancini, not trading Santander, right. not trading Lopez guys like that right now and say, let's try and fight with the group we've got, but I am not going to pluck the farm system that we have, have grown to this point. And you know, that's what I actually mean by going for it. A couple of weeks ago, people were actually thinking about like, Oh, you know, for example, on the Yankee side, is Anthony Santander a a option? Mm-hmm. People are already looking at them as a team that might sell. And I'd say maybe don't sell. It doesn't mean that you have to like acquire like a big time guy or go out there and like just cave your farm system to do it. But give these guys the experience mm-hmm. and use it as a stepping stone year. I mean, you're fighting back right now. Tampa and we're going to talk about Tampa in a little bit, too. Um some of these teams are free falling a little bit, even Toronto. Uh, so I think you got to kind of reward it. Now, baseball's still a long season, so it's still a lot. Yeah, but we're halfway home. Yes. And, and by the way, this is a, a little bit of a departure from where I usually am. With I think teams hold on to prospects too long. Like there's all, part of the reason that you you draft and you develop is to go acquire talent. Okay, acquire proven major league talent. I think the Orioles are best served to do that in the offseason. Not right now, because I think it's too much of an emotional decision that they look and they're like, okay, we're only two games back. And the teams that are around us aren't that much better than us. So maybe one or two veterans could make a difference. And it's possible that it could. I yeah. just think I'll go to battle with the guys I've got. Yes. And that's good enough. Now, with all that being said, do I see them as a playoff team? No. Did I love seeing Camden Yards packed this weekend with the floppy hats and the Hawaiian shirts and all that sort of shit? Yes. They play well at home. Yeah. They play well at home. Yeah. And I know we didn't spend a lot of time on the Mariners here. I think they're going to be a story for months to go. That's why I think we favored the Orioles a little bit more in this discussion. And by the way, the Mariners, they're, I think they're going to make some trades, and they're also going to get a couple outfielders back. Hanniger sounds like at the end of the month, and Kyle Lewis as well, who we only saw for a smidge earlier this year before he got re-injured. All right, let's move on to uh, the most important series of the week. Uh, kind of a max effort, if you will, in Atlanta tonight. Max Scherzer taking on Max Freed. Uh, Mets come to town for three with just a game and a half lead in the National League East. Is it time for Mets fans to panic, Joes? No shot. Do not panic. The reason How? why you built this lead, the reason why you built this lead It's to soften the blow. The Mets, in my opinion, have actually weathered this storm a little bit. Mm -hmm. I mean, when Max Scherzer went down and you had the Grom already on the shelf and you had all of these injuries happening, it's kind of like, and they had a really big lead. It's kind of like, oh man, like just weather the storm a little bit. You've weathered the storm. You're getting Max Scherzer back now. Let's see what he does. The Grom is looking really good in his rehab outings. Uh, he's already hitting 102. I don't, I, I don't know if I like that, the fact that he's already hitting 102. Uh, but, but yeah, no, seriously, I think that the Mets, you have a good energy there. You just retired Kiefer Nantes' number, which they're doing good by the people. I mean, it's a great energy there with them. 
do not panic just because the Atlanta Braves are there. You should have expected them to be there already. It's fine. Just weather the storm. Yeah, you know what though? It's hard when you're a Mets fan, right? You're all you you're playing oh. the role of kid brother anyway in the city. You're always looking around every other corner. You've had some years where you've had a monumental lead with three weeks to go and you end up losing it yes. in the division. So I understand the scar tissue associated with Mets fans and the fact that they had a 10 and a half game lead at the beginning of June. And now it's down to one and a half, which is the lowest it has been since the second week of the season, since yeah. April 16th. I understand all that. Mets fans take it. Let's all take a deep breath together. Joe's do it with me. Nice little cleansing breath. You when yes. you come out to LA, there's a lot of people that do cleansing breaths. So you oh, should okay. do some yoga while you're here as well. Nice. You want to do that because we've got half the season to go. You've just made essentially a trade for Max Scherzer. You're about to make another trade for Jacob Degrom. You might make a real trade for a bat somewhere. Um, you're going to probably play this series without Jeff McNeil, whose wife is due with a child. Yes. You might not have Starling Marte, who just made the all-star team. He's got a bit of a groin issue. So it's all pointing in the Braves' direction. And uh, and that's okay. I mean, God forbid you get swept and you're on the wrong end of the standings come the all-star break. It's okay. It's going to be just fine. I believe in both of these teams. I don't know which one will win the division. It might come down to which GM massages the phone a little bit better. Right. But... I know it's hard Mets fans to hear that, but you have to. Yeah. I mean, if they, they, like I said, they've had some injuries and you've battled through it till now. Don't give up now. You know, don't, uh, you're going to get these two horses back. So as long mm-hmm. as they stay healthy, then the Mets will have a big chance. Uh, I also saw an interesting quote from one of my favorite guys in baseball, the Braves third base coach, Ron Washington. Yes. He said, listen, the division title goes through us until it doesn't. Like people forget we've won four straight of these bad boys. We're the defending champs. So until it, until somebody else is hoisting the division banner, I don't care where we are in the standings. It goes through us. He also made the point. The reason the Mets are different this year. He's like, look at the two guys they had in the dugout. And this is a former world series manager. That's saying this. He was like with uh, Callaway and with Rojas, you had inexperience in the dugout, right? Buck Showalter is the opposite of inexperienced. He has seen it all. So even when the Mets hit these rough tides, he's going to know what to do. Yeah. Fully agree. There you go. Fully agree. Uh, But let's give the credit to the Atlanta Braves, by the way, a major league best 29 and eight since the beginning of June. Wow. That is, uh, that's some impressive stuff. They've been awesome. Um, That kid that they brought up, uh, what's his name? Michael Harris Jr. Yes. Um, Jake and I were talking about him yesterday. He's been awesome. Mm-hmm. Which is why I kind of like want, you know, you bringing up youth is great for a team, which is why mm-hmm. I don't like teams kind of hoarding their prospects, you know, like bring them up, you know, see what they can do. I want the Yankees to bring up Peraza as well. Like uh, bring up your prospects, see what they can do. Um, and, you, you know, just give them that exposure. And he's thriving right now. He's doing well. He's changed. Listen, he has changed their game defensively, yes. the, the way he can move both directions and his arm is phenomenal. I think his bat has shocked the hell out of him. Yeah. I really, I think so. I think so. Um, reserves and pitchers were named for the all-star game next week at Dodger stadium. Clayton Kershaw of the Dodgers did make the team for the ninth time. 
His manager, Dave Roberts, said he thinks that Kershaw should get the start. He said, listen, the game is for the fans. Uh, I respect Brian Snicker, who will be, of course, managing the National League team. But it'd be crazy not to think that Clayton should be named the starter. Do you agree? I understand what he's saying. And he's been out there. And the game is for the fans. But the fans also want to see the best players out there. And I'll be honest with you, what Sandy Alcantara has done has been nothing short of amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and even, again yesterday in New York, by the way, seven more sh- uh, shutout innings. He's a beast. I mean, what he's done for the Marlins has been great. Um, so I would love to see him start the All-Star game. I understand, you know, the whole sentimental thing. And He'll pitch in the game. He'll still pitch in the game. He'll have his moment, you know. But even, you know, Brian Snicker also has a pitcher within his own staff that he probably thinks should get a nod probably ahead of Kershaw as well. You know, Max Fried has pitched well. uh, And is an L.A. kid, by the way. And is an L.A. kid as well. So, um, I mean, they'll all get the chance. They'll all get their innings, which is, you know, a lot of starters made it. There'll be some starters that won't even pitch because the way that schedule lines up. So, right. Don't worry about it. He'll get his inning and he'll get his standing ovation and everybody will be there in Dodger Stadium. So let me uh, let me throw this one at you. Do you know how many times Clayton Kershaw has started an all-star game? I don't know. Zero. Oh, he's never started. He's now. Does it change your opinion? Mm, uh, it does. I uh, maybe yeah. You know no. what? Okay, let him start. Let him start. No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, boy, Joe, you're a pushover. You're the, bring, him, bring him up for the second inning or something. I should I should get my wife on this Zoom. There's no way that she would have caved that quickly to anything no, I've ever said in my life. I'm good on that. Um I, I I do think that he's I mean, maybe if the stats are a little closer, but I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go with yeah. Sorry, he's so nothing short I, of amazing. I always think that the manager's in a no-win no situation because we can always come up with, like, five guys who could have started except for the person that you chose. Now, I remember a couple of times in, in Kershaw's, for instance, he could have started in 2013, mm-hmm. uh, but they went with Matt Harvey at City Field. I get it. I was at that game. It was about a billion degrees. I thought the game was played on the sun, and <laughs> um, it was great to watch Harvey, who was – the guy in New York at the time. Yeah. Really, you know, it was Jeter and it was Matt Harvey, Batman ruling the world. And that was cool to see. The next year, Kershaw could have started. Mike Matheny of the Cardinals went with his own guy in Adam Wainwright to get the start. And people are like, really? Like, you can't go with Kershaw? Like, based on what he's done, this was in the middle of Kershaw's amazing run. Right, right. And by the way, Wainwright's numbers were fantastic that year as well. And Certainly, you wouldn't think there would be a problem, but it would give Kershaw that little nod and just say, I think that if you if you were to strap Clayton Kershaw down to a, a lie detector test, if even though he says, listen, I'll pitch whenever, which is probably accurate, I think he wants to pitch. He wants to just say, I've started an all-star game, best of the best, and to do it when it's at Dodger Stadium for the first time in 42 years, I think he'd like to see it. And I personally, I think it's nice because it's better than 
him coming in the third inning and not being able to spend enough time here. You could build up to the crescendo of him throwing the first pitch of the all-star game in LA. I think it'd be nice. Would you bring in Alcantara for the second inning then? Is that what you're, you're saying? Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm a huge Sandy fan, even though I can't say his name on a consistent basis. I always butcher. It doesn't (laughs) matter how much I practice it. Um, I, I love watching him pitch. He's one of the guys I put his game on my 16 year old son, Brady yesterday, yeah. The Guardians game was going on at the same time. He's like, forget that. We're full screening Sandy pitch. He loves watching him pitch. So he resonates with the younger generation, too. He's fantastic. I used to do that a lot with the former Martins pitcher as well, uh, Jose Fernandez. So I, oh, I yeah. Like, and, you know, you know, rest his soul, of course. But like, uh, I, I feel like the Marlins now have another guy that it's kind of he's box office right now. So I love him. Yeah, I don't think, you know, here's the thing. Sandy's a sweet kid. I've seen a ton of interviews with him. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't have the flair that Jose Fernandez. Oh, yeah. Had. I mean, he that was, was that was something different because you know what? The opposition couldn't stand him. Um, but he was so special. I mean, I love he just was appointment viewing. My goodness. That's a, I'm a, so I'm happy you brought his name up. Yeah. A uh, pair of big hand injuries over the weekend. Wander Franco, hamate bone issue. Sounds like it could be six to eight months for the Tampa Bay Rays. Jordan Alvarez, this one came out of nowhere. Um, On Sunday, they sent him back to Houston. He's been dealing with inflammation in his hand that has been getting progressively worse, Hmm. and he gets put on the injured list, so that means no all-star game for him. They'll hope he'll be ready for the first series, a doubleheader against the Yankees when we return to action in about 10 days or so. Uh, Which hand injury is a bigger headache? Uh, I think it's Wander Franco by, I mean, he just came back recently. It feels like, and he goes down again. Not only that, but the Rays have been just destroyed with injuries this year. I don't know what's going on with the team. I think Wendell just went out again. Like it's, it's, it's wild. Wendell's in Miami. Uh, You're thinking about, um, sorry, sorry. There's somebody else that we're thinking of. Uh, I'm thinking, well, I know Kiermaier is going at Kiermaier. Kiermaier Kiermaier was the one that got hurt. Kiermaier was the one that got hurt. And it's like, bro, like, what's going on? Um, Jordan, the thing with the Astros, they have a huge lead. They're kind of like the Yankees right now, got a huge lead. You can do this right now. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's fine. It's, a, you know, just get better. You know, we're, we're here for the long haul. So the, a bigger headache. The Rays right now are, I mean, the, they got to compete with Orioles too. So it's not even, the whole division, the AL East is not, is not easy. I mean, so it's it's rough. No, we're close to having every team over 500, which is unheard of. Um, here's what's amazing. The reason the Jordan Alvarez came out of nowhere, look at the season he's having. They're like, yeah, his hand keeps getting progressively worse. He leads the Astros in hits, batting <laughs> average, home runs, ribs, on-base percentage, slugging percentage, and OPS. By the way, he leads the league in OPS. Yes. If he's doing this with an inflamed hand, I don't want to see what the hell he looks like when he's healthy. That's wild. Um, it's the person like, remember, I don't know if you remember, we had the conversation on Twitter a couple of weeks, a couple, I think last week about Otani and him yes. being MVP, right? Uh-huh. I was making the case for Judge. He's the one person that I would say, and I feel like, yeah, I mean, he, him and judge and what he's doing in Houston. And now that I know that this is what this hand like this is like, wow, 
Um, you can make a huge argument for him for MVP. Uh, I, you know, I think Alvarez is huge for that team, and I'm happy for him for the season that he's having too. He's been unreal. Now, as far as the Wander Franco thing, Kiermaier, I saw an interview with him. He he looked defeated yesterday. He's like my hip is really fucked up and he's kind of at a crossroads because he's going to be a free agent after this year, I believe. So if he has hip surgery right now, I, I hate to even throw that out there without getting more, but that's the way it sounded like he was talking. If he has to do that, God, I, who knows what that means for his future. Um, you did talk about the injuries that the Rays have sustained. I believe only the Reds have more players that have been on the shelf than the Rays. And I wonder if this isn't the year that Tampa goes the sell route because they have so many players that would help other teams. Is this the year where they're like, let's go cherry pick the best pl young players, controllable players from every other franchise, pack it in this year and say, let's take a deep breath and get it ready for 2023. Because we know we have a lot of guys that championship. Yep teams with championship aspirations would love to have do you think it changes their mentality now that's a great point i could so see the rays doing that um it's funny because we just talked about baltimore whether they should you know how they're going to attack the deadline or if they should what mm -hmm. they do and sta standing pat for them would be good i think selling pieces off like Corey kluber or you know like some of the other pieces that they have to try to whether it's better other teams and bring back prospects. That sounds like such a raise move. Uh, now that you mentioned that, I could so see them do that. I could too. Yeah, I could. It would not shock me if over the next couple of weeks, that's the way they go, including my guy Glass now. Right. No, I don't have any inside information. He's very honest on our podcast about right. that. All right. Last one. Favorite family moment that you saw from over the weekend. The Contreras brothers both being named all-star starters for the National League. Uh, you saw Taylor and Tyler Rogers of the Padres and Giants playing on-field catch for the first time as big leaguers, which I thought was really cool. And then Phil Nevin exchanged lineup cards with his son Tyler when the Angels and the O's played in Baltimore. I think the, I think one of the coolest things is, first of all, it's already so difficult to be a big leaguer. I mean, the percentage chance that anybody has to be able to make it up there, you got to be lucky, you got to be really good, you got to be like all of these things have to, you know, fall in place. For you to have two, not only two big leaguers, but two all stars starters. For me, for that family, I'm so happy for the Contreras brothers to be both starting, you know, in the in the all star game for the NL. That's awesome. So. Yeah, last time it happened um, was 30 years ago in Southern California when the game was in San Diego. Roberto and Sandy Alomar uh, both started for the American League. So great moment. Uh, as a father, I loved – and it's been such a tough year, um, no question, for Phil Nevin. I mean, yes. it has not gone as planned when he replaced Joe Madden out there in Anaheim. It's It's been terrible. They've had the worst record in the league, actually. Yeah. For him to be able to sit there and just take a breath – and watch his son play. They actually had an ISO shot of him when Tyler got hit. And I was like, I wonder if he's going to sit there and smile. He didn't. He didn't break character at all. He was like, mm, I was in my pitcher giving up a hit. I wish he would have just at least kind of gone. 
maybe a little tip of the cap to him or something. But maybe, whatever. Maybe he does. I mean, that's pretty cool. And I, I remember when he was with the Yankees, he didn't go to a game to go see his son. Um, so he's he has that connection there. And I remember uh, seeing things like that. So I get that. Definitely as a dad, you kind of you got to think back about those little moments when you when they were younger and totally you know, babies in diapers, you put that bat for the first time in their hand or that glove or that baseball. And then to now see them at the highest possible level. Yeah. Uh, um, that's dope. So, yeah. Well, I mean, we saw it with Dusty Baker earlier this year and his son, yeah. Darren, in a spring training game. And I wanted to sit there and cry my eyes out. I think, just think it's a really wonderfully touching moment. Yes. All right. What do you have coming up on John Boy Media? Uh, well, we actually have actually today I'm actually do, supposed to do a food review at Bear Burger. So that should be mm. pretty interesting. I've never been to Bear Burger. I'm um, going to be doing some gaming. We had the Pinstripe Strong podcast yesterday as well. Good. Talked about the series uh, with the Red Sox and takeaways from that and all of that. So that's what happened there. Good. Uh, latest episode of the Rose Rotation is with the Pirates all-star David Bednar. Nice. So that came out. We recorded that on Friday before he knew about it. I kind of poked around a little bit. He wouldn't he wouldn't bite. Uh, he did text me last night. I texted him. Congratulations. He said, well, now I can talk about being on the all-star team. Uh, we released a great story about, you know, he does the whole fuck yeah thing. Fuck yeah. When he's high fiving guys at the end, he was like his mom hated it, but his grandma loved it. And fantastic story about his grandma texting him about that whole thing. Um, just tell some really good stories. His dad was his math teacher in high school, really smart Ivy league guy. some really nice, fun stories with a very pleasant guy. And it's hard for me to say that when a guy's from Pittsburgh and I'm from Cleveland. So there was a lot of Brown Steelers shit talking on top of it. Mm. Um, and then, uh, about a half hour from now, I got to record the, with the Cleveland catching combo of Austin hedges and Luke Maley. I think those two guys will be very entertaining if nothing else. So we'll look we forward met to that. Cleveland, right? We met him. Uh, yeah, at the camp. Yes, yeah, yes, we did. I mean, um, not in Cleveland. And, uh, and yeah, he was the one yeah, guy you didn't trade. Good job. Uh, so that'll do it for today uh, for producer Robbie Scirocco, our intern Alden Stone, Joe's McFly, bang up job for filling in for Trevor Plouffe, who, depending on how many fish he catches today, will be back in that chair for Tuesday's Baseball Today.